And we're back. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Wow. It's actually been a few weeks since we talked. Normally, it's been a week. And I miss you all so much, but I think it's been about two weeks. So I want to say hello. And if it's your first time here, I'm Audacious Adri, and this is the Audacious Adri Show. And here we're going to talk about some spirituality. We're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about a little bit of mental health. I like to also talk about physical health. And I always want to share what I'm learning and what I know and what I'm studying so that you can live a better life right? I want y'all to have abundant life. It's no fun for me to sit here and learn about all these amazing things with veganism and spirituality and about about Jesus and keep it to myself. I want to share in this knowledge with you. So I just want to say thank you for joining me today and thank you for taking the time out to listen. So let's catch up. I'm Audacious Adri. I'm a 30-something, don't be nosy, (laughs) from upstate New York. Go Bills! I recently moved to California to cure my depression and follow my dreams. Navigate with me, will you, through all of the things in this COVID kind of world. So even though LA County was like, um... Y'all know how about uh, three, four weeks ago we told you to um, take your mask off? Just kidding. They, <laughs> even though they were like rescinded the the non mask mandate, um, LA is fully open, and it is what it is. We are living life as 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 normal as we could out here. So life goes on, right? We're just we're doing what we can. So I had a fantastic weekend. It was busy. It was, you know, crazy, but I love being busy. I love being crazy. Um I heard about this opportunity through my church to volunteer with this com- with this organization and with this um week-long event of serving the greater Los Angeles area. I don't know if a lot of you know, but L.A. homelessness is like no other city in this country. There's over 60,000 people experiencing homelessness in this city. I mean, in L.A. is the second largest city in our country. And, you know, I've lived in a big city before. I've, you know, visited a lot of a lot of big, big cities around our country. And I've never, never seen anything like what I see here. And I often connect with people from out of town, out of state. They, you know, us out of towners, especially us New Yorkers always find each other. And I hear a lot of people say, what is the deal with this homelessness situation? Like so many people, like like when they talk about their experience in, in, in this city, they're like, it's, it, I'm speechless, even trying to form words about it. And I feel like this is a similar sentiment with the people that I'm meeting. And, you know, there are people working hard. There are a lot of um, organizations and people and 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 um, Christ followers and Catholic people and whatever you want to call it, just trying to do what they can to eradicate homelessness. And essentially, at the end of the day, homelessness is it's it's multifaceted. I mean, there's, you know, capitalism is to blame, the system is to blame, um, the prison the school to prison pipeline is to blame, you know, our lack of um care for our veterans is to blame, lack of resources for mental health, people suffering from mental health decline is to blame addiction issues that are looked at as um criminal uh 
issues is to blame. I mean, I could go on. I could do a whole episode on that. But what I'm saying is there are people trying to do something to, 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 to make a drop in a buck, do something for this community and um, this organization called One Day LA. Um, I don't know where they're based out of, but they do amazing work. And they said, you know, we're going to come to LA and we want a whole bunch of people from all over to meet us in LA and we're going to do what we can. So there were initiatives to hand out food and be a resource to those experiencing homelessness. There were, um, there was a push and, um, awareness of children that are kind of aging out of the foster care system or children that haven't been adopted. Cause you know, after a certain age, um, people kind of are apprehensive to adopt like an older child, especially a child that's kind of been in the system for a while because of like your perceived notions or because of trauma or because of whatever reason they may have, or they, it may be a little bit easier to like raise a baby from birth. And I'm not saying that is a good idea or a good excuse. I'm just saying, this is what I perceive as to be the issues. And they are pushing to get thousands of children out of the foster care system which is amazing and I didn't know the numbers and I didn't know the statistics and they one day LA shared a lot of statistics with us and it was a lot of information but at the end of the day like children that are that go through foster care and don't you know aren't welcome into a lovely home into a loving home they are more likely to go to jail. They're more likely to engage in sex work. They're more likely to be abused. They're more likely to be in toxic relationships. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And they, they really painted a picture for what that looks like when, when children are not, um, when children that are, you know, above a certain age are not, you know, taken into home. So if you're that, pulls your heartstrings I want to encourage you to do some research and look up one day LA and see if there's anything that you can do you know even if you couldn't if you have the the funds and the resources and the space to adopt I would you know that's like I'm not asking anybody to adopt anybody but it like hey you know that could maybe it could help someone you know um what else oh they they eliminated like 20 million dollars of medical debt that people had they literally just talked to people and paid it like they paid their debt like it can you imagine having like any amount of medical debt and I mean we're in America everybody has debt like can you just imagine if you had like $20,000 in college loans where you were like oh god I don't know who's gonna pay this and you get a call from an organization and they're like hey sis don't worry we got you you're good like it's just I pray that somebody will do that for me one day and I pray that I will be able to do that for someone and I'm so happy for the people that had that opportunity and it was so cool to to witness that and to share in celebration um there were people painting and and cleaning up the streets and um what I was had the opportunity to be a part of was we hosted a block party at my church and we had food trucks and for free, like people could come off the street and have tacos and ices and popcorn and cotton candy and water and everything. And they were like, the church was filled with furniture and generators and toys. And they were just giving away so much stuff for people. It was absolutely incredible it was an amazing experience and the gift to all of those that volunteered 
P.S. There were people that came from Arizona, Oklahoma, Florida, North Carolina, New York. People came from all over this country and they spent thousands of dollars to stay in hotels, to, to volunteer, to come here and work for free. And which was incredible to me. Like I, I literally, I've never done anything like that before. And I just think that is so cool. And um, the gift for all of the hard work that was done all week was a concert and the concert was at the SoFi Stadium in Inglewood and the SoFi Stadium is like the most expensive stadium in the world it's going to be like the future home to the Super Bowl in 2022 it's going to be like some Olympic activities like opening and closing ceremonies or something super fancy and Olympic is going to be happening there um it's like a big deal for the Inglewood area I don't know if you know anything about Inglewood but Inglewood is an urban area it's you know a mostly black and brown population of um uh south los angeles and it's bringing a lot of revenue to the local businesses and it's just a really cool beautiful stadium i believe it holds like it could hold up to like i think over seventy thousand people i believe it could hold a hundred thousand so it's like top 20 for um the largest stadiums in the world so it's pretty dope to just be a part of that i think we were the first concert oh yeah so they gave us a concert it was a concert and let me tell y'all who who was at the concert we had jaden smith who does a lot for the homeless community i believe he either has or is building and going to be operating a restaurant that people experiencing homeless can come eat for free which is next level awesome just like iconic that's why he has a song called icon because he already knows and we all know who his parents are um and he you know has his water company and that's supposed to be helping with um with the climate crisis that we're currently experiencing and he's just a really dope soul from what i know and it was really cool to see him perform and there was tori kelly who's a phenomenal vocalist if you don't know who she is she's not like as mainstream and popular like i don't even know if her songs are like on the radio like on mainstream radio but if you like really inspirational music and you like vocals definitely check her out she was phenomenal and she's beautiful and i follow her on instagram and she she'll she'll do like a like like i do videos like singing videos but she does them like with her she plays the guitar and they're just like flawless like and it's nothing for her like sometimes y'all see me struggling but she it's she doesn't even break a sweat so she's just phenomenal um a guy you know i don't know if you know him his name is chance the rapper yes it was so good he did music that i had never heard before i believe this was his first time performing since uh like 2019 cuz i know he had a he had a tour in 2020 that um, I believe he postponed. So it was really awesome to see him. I've seen him two other times, once in New York City at a festival. Actually, side note, the festival that Kanye West headlined where he had to leave because Kim Kardashian was getting uh, robbed in Paris. So that's a fun fact for y'all. Um, and I also saw him in my hometown in, um, it will like near my hometown at, at Six Flags. And I, he sold that show out it was 20,000 people. And I think, um, there might, there might've been like 10,000 plus people. I'm not quite sure, but there was definitely had to be tens of thousands of people. And it was really dope. It was a little overwhelming, 
um, being amongst all of these people in one area. I hadn't been to a concert since December 2019. So it was really amazing. And I like, I don't, some of y'all saw my IG videos, but I was sitting like kind of high. There was floor seating. Um, but that floor seating was actually reserved for people that had served like and volunteered like for all the week. So that was really cool that the organization gave them that opportunity because they had incredible seats, but I kind of set up higher where there, there weren't really like a lot of people. And there was a worship leader named Carrie Job, who's very famous in the uh, Christian community. She is incredible. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anybody. There were a couple of pastors that came out and spoke. And I really hope I'm not missing anybody. But the headliner, the main guy, was Mr. Justin Bieber. Y'all, I saw Justin Bieber in concert. And he didn't do like three songs because you like this kind of thing. It was for charity. So a lot of the artists, I don't, I don't know this, but I'm from what I know about how these things work, they performed, they donated their time. So, you know, some people only did like two songs, three songs. Um, and maybe Justin Bieber was paid. I don't know. I'm not, you know, checking his, his pockets, but no matter what, I paid zero dollars and zero cent. Well, I paid I paid a few dollars. Um, we did have to pay. So they probably did get paid. Well, they did have to pay for stuff, but we did pay a certain amount to it was very affordable. Um and we received we received merch. Like I got at the end of the day, if I paid and I got my merch, like I would have been happy because I love buying merch. Like I'm a merch person. Like I have band t-shirts. Like I love doing that. But like, we also got the, sh- like the concert and Justin Bieber did like a full hour set and he did a lot of music and he did, um, a lot of his new album justice, which I like, I hadn't, I hadn't really listened to his music in a while. Cause I felt like I kind of had aged out, but his new album y'all is so good. And Justin is an incredible performer. Like we all can agree on that. You don't have to see him in concert to know that. Like he's he can dance, he can sing, he's got personality, he's got swag, you know, whatever. Do people still say swag? I don't know. Whatever. He's got he's got charisma. And it was actually very interesting because I don't I'm sure a lot of you know, but if you don't know, Justin is um he has proclaimed his faith as a believer of Jesus Christ. So he had he did some songs that were about his relationship with Christ and y'all I was weeping weeping I never this was my first time seeing Justin okay I've been you know following his career for 13 years and I never thought that I would literally see Justin Bieber on he was literally like weeping and 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 this what and like what we call as Christians worshiping the Lord and, and crying out to God and saying like, Jesus, I love you and telling people to don't give up and give their lives to Jesus. And I was just like, what is happening in here? And funny story, maybe like a week and a half prior, I watched, um, finally watched Jesus is King, like a Jesus is King performance worship service by Kanye, because I was a Kanye West naysayer a couple years ago, because I was like, how can Kanye West be a Christian? Like, are you kidding me? And like, I was it's crazy. It's crazy because like, here I am. I've shared a lot of my story on here. I was a Christian. Then I hated Christians and was an atheist. And then here I am as a Christian again. And I was judging Kanye and it doesn't matter if he's real or not, or if we believe him or not, or if he's, if he's really truly being himself, like Kanye, what I saw from the, from the worship 
service that I saw on YouTube was that Kanye was like, Jesus, like, don't focus on me, focus on Jesus. And that is like, hum- that's humbling yourself. And we all know that like Kanye was not known for his humbleness. So I'm like, only God could do something like that, right? So I I just last week saw Ye, who I follow, I've seen Ye in concert you know, two, I believe two times I've followed his career since day one, since through the wire and been a fan. And then I kind of, I kind of fell off during his Jesus is King era and completely was a, a naysayer. And then I see Bieber who I've followed his career, loved his music, saw him while out, saw him make mistakes, saw him act a fool. And now he was literally, he couldn't speak. Like he was weeping. He was on his knees, like praying and, and leading, thousands of people into worship and when I tell y'all I I was weeping I was weeping and it was such an amazing experience and it's just amazing to see what God can do in people's lives like these people have money they have everything they have just Justin and Kanye have the American dream they have money they have fame they have clout they had you know I mean you know Ye was married to Kim who's like very famous and beautiful and and Bieber had you know he's this is a little bit before his his wife Haley B- Haley um Bieber but you know he's had access to all these beautiful women and all these amazing opportunities but you know they had their they had drug they were addicted to drugs yay was addicted to um to narcotics i believe allegedly and um and Bieber had his his things that he went through it's we all are this is like top five o'clock news. This is not a joke. This is not a surprise to anybody, but at the end of the day, like they had everything and they were still addicted. They were still depressed. They were still miserable. They still had issues. They, the, the, the world, the, they, they were, they're no different than anybody that I've ever met. The only difference is they had money and power and people watch the whole world, watch them cry and fall and fail. And it's just, it's just absolutely amazing to see how lives can be changed, how, at the drop of a hat, at the drop of a dime, what God can do in your life. And I'm just, I was so honored to be able to see all of these artists that I love and respect give back to the community and, um, and, and, and proclaim Jesus Christ. And in LA, in this, in like, you know, I know Las Vegas is the city of sin, but like, let's be honest, like, Los Angeles and Hollywood, like, it's the city of sin. Like, literally anything goes here. Like, there's so much darkness. There's so much misery and depression and like lost dreams here like it some people really struggle with LA because they're like oh this is dark like you can feel the energy is very dark here it's the most beautiful place I've ever been or ever lived but it's very dark so to be able to witness what God can do and to be able to be a part of the solution was so humbling and so amazing and I just want to thank One Day LA for you know letting this happen and making this happen I know you know I've worked for a nonprofit before it's not easy you really sometimes have to make something out of nothing you got to make a million dollar budget out of a hundred thousand dollars and you got to like deal with egos and you got to deal with people and deal with free labor and it's really difficult so shout out to those that did you know the work and shout out to my church and my pastor and all of those that that just really work tirelessly to to make uh, to put smiles on like so many people's faces I think it's such a perfect segue to talk about this amazing volunteering opportunity that I had to continue the conversation that we had in episode 14 um and in episode 14 we talked about six of the 12 
spiritual disciplines. Now, the sixth of uh, the 12 that we talked about were meditation, prayer, fasting, study, simplicity, and solitude. And we have six more that I want to talk about today. And I mean, I'm just going to go right into it. <clears throat> we just talked about how I was a part of a volunteer opportunity with One Day LA. And what I did was I not only volunteered, but in, you know, in the Christian circle and the Christian family, we call it serving. Now, serving is super important. Um, it's, it's, it's important to me. It's how I started in ministry. I started as a little girl singing in the choir and that is your service. I was using the the voice that God gave me to become a part of a choir and to, to do solos. And that was me giving my time and my talents to, to God. Now, I, otherwise I could have been paid for that. I could have honestly made money as a singer, but I, but that wasn't my mindset. I was a child. I was like, absolutely. I loved doing it as a child, but that was me using what God gave me to, to, to further the church. I did, you know, I used, you know, I used what I had, you know, some people are artists and they, they paint or they may create things for the church. Some people are amazing at, um, are being, um, social and welcoming and they may greet or be on the hospitality team. I mean, there's honestly a place for everyone in, in to, to use their talents. God has given everyone. I've said this before. God has given everyone a talent. God has given everyone a gift and it is our job to use our talents for God. We are supposed to do those things for free. Now, I'm not saying that we're always supposed to do it. Like, I'm not saying like if you're an incredible singer like Beyonce, like, oh, only sing for free. No, like you can make a career out of it. But it's important for us to use what we have to to give back. And actually, like I said before, the concert that I attended, they I don't believe they were paid. Maybe they were, but they're oftentimes there. I've been to charity concerts before where an artist um, will be given the opportunity to use their, their fame or their clout or their name to bring in people so that they can make money for a cause. So even people that, you know, big celebrities and people that may not necessarily believe in God, believe in this principle. I mean, there's so many non-Christian organizations that you can volunteer with, you know, um, that, that you can, you know, volunteer with, use your time that raises money for a good cause. It's essentially the same thing. Now, the definition, the true definition of service is the action of helping or doing work for someone, um, assisting or being a helping hand. Now, you can do that by volunteering. You can do that by giving your time or your money. And the here's the kicker. You expect nothing back. Now, oftentimes in this in this system of capitalism or in this system of, um, of of how we are in this country, you go to work, you clock in, and you expect to be paid for that. Now, if you're not paid for that, all hell breaks loose. There's something you're, you're gonna go off, right? If I showed up at work and I didn't get a paycheck, I would be like, um, who? Like, I need to speak to the manager. You know what I mean? So, volunteer service is this very odd concept of giving what you have and getting nothing from it, not getting paid from it. And it makes no sense. But as somebody who's volunteered for Christian and non-Christian organizations and somebody who totally believes in giving back, it is so fulfilling. It is so worth it, especially when you have more than, you know, a population and you're 
helping them. And it really, and one thing I've learned having a lot and having nothing is that it helps you to be grateful. When you give, you, you realize how blessed you are. You're like, wait, I don't even need payment for this. It's, it's one of the most obscure things I've ever experienced, but there is just so much joy in service. There is so much life in service. And it is truly something that I believe everybody should try at least once. And if you're not Christian and you're still listening, I'm so glad you're here. Wow. Thank you for being here and listening to this. Cause I know this is probably so foreign and so bizarre, but I, I definitely think that it is important for all of us to give back and for us to, um, do something without expecting it in return. You know, giving someone something, cooking someone a meal, buying somebody a coffee. I love the concept. This is like a thing that happens all over the all over the country. It kind of pops up where you go to get your coffee in a drive-thru or your lunch and you pay for the person behind you and you keep it going. I think that is like the craziest, coolest thing ever. That is service. That right there is a service. You're not expecting anything back. You're driving off while you paid for somebody's coffee. Love that. I think we should do more of that. You know, paying, taking, picking up the tab for a stranger, picking up the tab for your family, you know, doing what you, using what you have to do what you can. And it's, it's, it's incredible. There is a verse and it's in the New Testament. I, you have to look it up, but just look up the parable of the 10 talents. And it was, um, a story about three men and they were each given a a sum of money. I believe they were all given the same amount of money. And the one guy, he was given the money and he buried it. And another guy, he took it and he invested a portion of it and he made like a portion back. And then there was a guy that like invested like most of it and used like most of it and he got like a huge return. And God or God, not God, I don't, I don't know if it was God. (laughs) I haven't read it in a while, but the, the moral of the story was, I think it was God was like, um, oh no, it was, it was a farmer. It was a farmer. And the farmer said to the guy that buried it, he was like, why would you... Why would you bury, why would you bury the money that I gave you? He was like, because I was scared because I was scared that something was going to happen to, I don't want anybody to steal it. So I buried it. And the, and the farmer was like, you're done. You're out. Like he was very angry because he wanted to make a return on his investment, but because that man was scared, he buried it. And there was times in my life. Um, I remember when I was a greeter and if you don't know what that is, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but like at church, you just like, you say hi to people, you welcome them into the church. And I was like, some people think I'm an extrovert, but you know, I am an introvert and I have my moments where I can be very friendly and outgoing and bubbly, but you know, it's, I have my moments, but I did, I did greet for many years. And I remember being so scared and after doing it for like four years, (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, it was like nothing. I could greet in my sleep. And there are certain things that I've done that I have talents like this podcast. I was afraid to do this podcast by myself. I've had, I had a previous podcast and it was with a co-host and people were saying like, Adrian, you, you know, you can, you should consider doing something by yourself. And I was like, no, I'm scared. Like, I don't know. And look at, look at us now. Look at us. Look at us. You know that meme? It's been 15 episodes in like four or five months of me doing this. And it's incredible what you can accomplish when you overcome that fear so the moral of that story was do not do not bury your talents because you're afraid and you can be like the guy who invested some of it he didn't even invest all of it he said you know i'm gonna invest a little bit and he got a return 
And then there was the guy, the other guy who invested, he gave it, he gave it all. He gave it his best. And, and, and the, 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 I think it was like the master, the boss, it was the manager. The manager said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've done, you've done so much with a little, I'm going to bless you with a lot. And so God has given us each a talent, given us each a gift, has given us resources that we can use to bless other people. And you can expect nothing. You know, you give and you don't expect anything out of it, but God will bless you. And that is a, a discipline. That is something that builds you up. It builds you up as um, a, 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 a child of God if you are a Christian. And it builds you up as a kind and caring human, you know, if you don't believe so um, it's I could talk about serving all day, but I, I, you know, there's so many resources for that. So I definitely encourage you, you know, if you're good at something, you love something, go for it, you know, do something that you that you enjoy doing and and do it without without expecting to receive anything back. Now, another um, discipline. This one is a favorite of some and it is not a favorite of mine. And it often comes up. It's come up in in my dating relationships, but uh so I'm sure y'all already know, but it's submission. And you know that verse comes up in the Bible, wives submit to your husbands, and it's very controversial and you know nowadays some people are like, "I don't know about all that." You know what I mean? But submission um mean submission means to um it's the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or, or <laughs> for those of you that are already offended, um, or to the will or authority of another person. It's essentially agreement, you know, and if for those that are like, I don't know about all that, you know, um, you submit whether you know it or not. Think about it. You submit to your boss. Your boss has authority over you. Your boss can fire you. Your boss can hire you. Your boss can control your pay. You have authority to your boss. Your boss has authority over you. So like if you're, if you, if you already submit to your boss wives, if you already submit to your boss husbands, why wouldn't you submit to your part, to your wife or your husband, the person that you stood before God, you legally said, you know, I'm going to honor and obey you and and love you like it makes sense to me to to submit to them and I think we look more towards the first definition like the author the person having authority over you um which that's a part of it and you know we can I'm not going to talk semantics about if a husband has authority authority over a wife I did not that's not my department I'm a single woman so you need to talk to the married people um but it is you it's a it's being in agreement you know um yeah, like you you submit to the laws of the land, you know, you sometimes you do the speed limit, you pay your taxes, you don't kill, you don't steal. There's certain things you you're submitting and you're not even knowing it. A lot of wearing masks. We were submitting to the law of the land by wearing masks or, you know, um I'm trying to think of something else that would be like submission, getting car insurance. You're submitting to the the law. The law is saying that you, if you want to operate this vehicle, you need to make sure this vehicle is registered and has insurance. So submission is also a spiritual discipline and it's a discipline. It takes work. It takes time. It is difficult. You're, you're, you're not opposed. You're not putting up your own will. You're, you're following the rules of another human or another entity. 
And that is difficult, especially if you're independent like me <laughs> and you have your own way like me or you're strong-willed like me or you're stubborn stubborn like me. So it's relatable. It's 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 one of my, I joke that it's my favorite because I do not like it. <laughs> but I, I understand it and I, I am working on that. I'm working on submitting to God and submitting to his laws and being um obedient, you know, and one day you know, when I'm married that I will, I want to submit to my husband. I want to, my, for my husband, for my husband to have authority and for my husband to make decisions and for me to, and for, you know, like it's so complicated and that's a whole another conversation, but I, I'm not mad about what submission means. So, you know, that's, maybe I'll do an episode on, on that, but it's, I, we did a, um, some, people that I know we did a um oh my goodness what is it called we did what is that app where you you like you do like it's like live and you talk to oh my gosh clubhouse we did a clubhouse about submitting to your partner and it was interesting because I had been really thinking about it a lot because it's not a submission is like a trigger word for many so (laughs) so another one of my favorites (laughs) we're just going to all my favorites Oh, by the way, before I end with submission, um, James 4, 7 says, submit yourself then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I mean, that is such a phenomenal scripture. Um, it's, it's plain and simple. Listen to God and don't submit to the devil. Run from the devil. Resist him. Do the complete opposite of submission to the devil, and he will. It says not it don't say it doesn't say he may be flee from you. He might flee from you. He might think about fleeing from you. It says he will free flee from you. So definitely meditate on that scripture. It's so good. Um another one is so we're we're going into corporate disciplines, things that you do with the body of Christ, things that not are, are you're not doing necessarily by yourself. Um confession. You know what confession is, Catholics um, are very big on confession. It's, it's talking about, it's admitting to things that you have done wrongs essentially. And, um, first John one, nine is a great scripture. Definitely look that up. And I love this. James five sixteen says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now I'm just going to stop. There's more, but I want to stop right there. there. These are giving, it's like the Bible has so many instructions confess your sins to one another okay so tell your you know a trusted i always say a trusted person a person that you trust um confess your sins to one another and pray it's not just okay i you know i sinned it's you need to be prayed for there needs to be something done from it that's what makes it different praise you pray for that person that's um telling you their confession so that they can be healed so that they won't do it again that's it so, so confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is works, as it is working. I love that. I love that. So go, so essentially I would say, go to a righteous person, go to somebody that's holy, that you know, follows the, 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 the laws and follows Christ because their prayers work. <laughs> They have the prayers that work. You want to go, you don't want to go to somebody with some weak prayers. That's like, um, God, could you heal me? Um, God, could you possibly do that? No, 
like I talked about in another episode a couple episodes ago when I when I was um in the beach and I met that man on the street preaching I met with a group of women and this woman prayed with authority she was like in the name of Jesus leave like thank you like she was already thanking God for what I had asked her to pray for me for I and she was like there was something specific that I was you know praying for asking for and she was like screaming like she was yelling at that thing telling it to leave telling it to go tell your if go to people like that go to people that are righteous and that believe and that are strong in their faith so that they can pray for you so that you can be healed because it's not it's just not being cute and talking it's really you confess so that you can make it known so that you can change does that make sense you know what i mean and also it's important to confess your sins so that they aren't a secret, so that there is no shame. Because when there's shame, that's when the enemy comes in and accuses you. I've talked about it. He's the accuser. And the, 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 such an amazing verse is Proverbs twenty eight thirteen. It says, whoever conceals his transgressions, which is wrongdoings, will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will maintain mercy. And mercy is the cure for shame and guilt. Period. So it's, it's, it's very important that we confess our sins. And it's, you know, I, I realize like kind of in today's society, because we are so disconnected in a way, we are the most connected we've ever been, but we're very con- disconnected, especially with like, um, with Rona and everything. But like, I, I truly believe in, in doing small groups and having community because, you know, when you have, when you have community, when you have connected with people, it's not as, it's not as hard to confess. It's not as hard to say it's, I'm not saying it's easy, I'm just saying when you when you're just talking to people and you have that that um connection and that relationship you're like yes I I struggle with that I messed up with it I did that yesterday and when you're alone and you don't have community when you're not involved with a small group it's very easy to have that sin hide in your heart and nobody know so if you want to um obtain mercy and if you want to prosper it is important that you confess your sins and like I said before, trusted people, followers of Christ, confess your sins to followers of Christ, not just any Tom, Dick and Harry. It's important that it's people that believe in Christ that you need to tell these things to because people that don't believe in Christ may say, oh, it's okay. It's okay that you did that. Oh, what's the big deal? Oh, it's all right. And you know what I mean? And, and as followers, we know that we know what's not okay and what's okay because it's right here in the Bible. I often um, use a website where it gives me like 80 different translations and I like to see the different translations just because it gives like a little bit of a different wording. I'm a word person. So I like to hear, I like to see or hear like a little bit of a different wording. But at the end of the day, generally when I look at a when I look at a verse, a passage, it's all essentially the same, which I love because I know people get really caught up in translations and what translation they don't like and they do like and you know I have my preferences too but it's all the same so we we at the end of the day there may be all different kinds of first baptist third baptist 38th baptist but the what it says in the word is what it says in the word so we all can agree that lying is wrong we can all agree that killing is wrong that is not it's not a 
There's no gray area with that. So it's important that you confess your sin to somebody that is aligned with the word, aligned with what is right or wrong. Because if it is not, you may be talked back into doing that thing. You may may need to be told, you know, you may you may be vindicated for what you did that you knew was wrong. I heard someone say, um, sometimes when I'm doing something wrong, I may go to somebody, you know, for advice, but I know that they're going to tell me, you know, the opposite. They're not going to tell me that I'm doing wrong. And that's why I go to them. And that is, you know, God bless that person. And I'm not being judgmental, but I'm just saying that is not a wise thing to do because what, what are you learning from that? You might as well just keep it to yourself. If you're going to sin, like just sin and just sin. Don't confess and be like hoping for somebody to be like, it's okay. Like stand strong, stand strong. If you're going to sin, stand strong in your sin. And if you're not going to care, then fine. But if you're going to confess it, like, like confess it with the, with the thought of changing, with the thought of a, of a heart of a person who, who is sinning against God, humble your heart, come to God with authority, but a humble heart when you, when you're sinning, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Um, yeah, use wisdom in all that you do. So, conf- I don't know why why confession is taking so long, but it it is it's really important to the to the body of Christ. Now, another really important and my absolute favorite, and I'm not being sarcastic. Um, worship. Worship is a spiritual discipline and it's just amazing. And I love um all that I had been studying to learn about worship there. Like I thought I knew, but the, I mean, it's just such a vast topic, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because you know, it's, it's, it's a popular thing that a lot of people know about. I would suggest going to worshipdeeper.com, not sponsored, but I, I did learn a lot from that website. Now worship isn't just singing. According to Wikipedia, worshiping is attributing reverent honor and homage to God. It's declaring the greatness of something or someone. And worshipdeeper.com says it's bowing down to lift up. Now, like I said, when I was at Justin Bieber's portion of the concert, he was lit- he had like he likes to have a rug under him when he sings on stage. And at one point he was literally on the rug on his knees, like bowed down, like hum- like he humbled him. I've never Listen, I've been to so many concerts. I don't think I've ever seen an artist on the floor, like on their knees. Because generally, like, they're they're lifting themselves up. They're asserting their authority. They're the headliner. They're the head person in charge. He put him, he bowed himself down. He humbled himself. He sat down and said, don't, this is not about me. This is about God. And he literally, like, did not move. He sat on that floor and, you know, fell to his knees for like a good half of the entire set and that was what was making me weep because I'm like this man has so much power money authority fame experience in the business over 13 years like he brought himself low to lift up the name of Jesus and that is worship that's a this a whole podcast right there (laughs) you know what I mean it's it's we you think I think about the 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 definition here, and it's like attributing reverent honor and homage. I do that to so many. I've done that to so many celebrities that don't give a crap about me, worshiping them, putting them up on high. I I you know, 
I keep my ear to the streets. And even at the at the concert, I heard people saying, oh my God, Justin Bieber, I'll do anything for you. I love you. I, I, I you know, or like another celebrity. And I'm not judging because I've said it, you know, or, oh, you're so, they're so amazing. They're so this, they're so that. But it's like, who are they? They're literally nothing but a, I'm not saying they're nothing, but they're just, they're a regular human. They're a regular human. And we just seem to like put all of our honor to them. And a lot of the times, like, they're like, I'm just a regular person. And they, a lot of the time they just want to be treated as a regular person. So I, I honestly think it's important to adjust your worship. Like who are you worshiping and what are you worshiping? Cause we worship stuff and don't even know it. We worship people and don't even know it. So why not worship the, the, the person, the, the, the God that gave you life, the God that gave you breath, the God that gave you your job, the God that gave you your husband, the God that gave you your, your talent, the God that gave you your looks. Why not worship that instead of the person that made you have a cute song that you pop your butt, pop, pop your butt to. <laughs> if you know that reference, I love you so much. <laughs> So I could talk a hundred hours about worship, but we're worshiping people when we don't even know it. So why not worship the most high God? Now, next we have guidance and it's interesting that guidance is a discipline. And there is an article by Richard J. Foster, who I've talked about on the previous podcast. I will put the article in the description. Um, it's called Understanding Guidance. I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's And it says, guidance is learning to live under the theocratic rule of God. Now, we recognize the quality in the voice of God. We recognize the spirit in the voice of God. We discover uh, content of what it what is being said. And Isaiah 58, 11 says the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well watered garden, like a spring whose whose waters never fail. Now this it's saying if you listen to the Lord, if you listen to the guidance of the Lord, you will be successful. All of these disciplines are saying if you do these things, you will be successful. You will live a long life. You will feel good. You will be happy. Now, um, E. Stanley Jones says the Holy Spirit does not argue. It does not try to convince you. It just speaks and is self-authenticating. I love that. My experience with the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's really, for me, it really is a still small voice. It's never shouting. It's never loud. It's never boisterous. It's never overbearing. It's, sometimes when I hear the Holy Spirit speak, it's just like, go, or yes, or no, or you should do this, or it'll, the Holy Spirit will drop a scripture or drop a name. It's just, and the reason why I know this is because I've been testing it. I've been, you know, testing myself or, 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 or guiding. No, I've been exercising how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I've been testing it. I'm like, okay, let me see what happens. If this is this, or did God really say that? Okay, well, I'm just going to do it. And there's certain times where I thought God said something and I did something in a, in what and things did not happen because it was not the voice of God. So it's learning and and guidance is essentially exercising to 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 try to hear and be and be stirred by the voice of God. And I wrote this and I think it's pretty cool. Um it's important to have community and community affirms you and gives you clarity about what you're hearing. 
because like I said, we're all, we're all reading the same book, right? So we all know, you know, we all know the character of God. It says it in the book. God is a man that he will not lie. His promises will not return void. So if it, if it aligns with scripture, if it aligns with the character, then that's what, that's what he's saying, love. (laughs) That's what he's saying. (laughs) So I love, I love guidance. I love being guided by the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I would be dead. I would be in really bad relationships. I would still be in really bad friendships. But because I've been trusting and listening to the voice of the Lord, and I know the voice of the Lord because I read the Bible. The Bible also says that faith comes by hearing the word. So not only when I hear the voice of God, if God tells me to do something real wild where I'm like, I don't know. This is kind of wild, God. I don't know how I feel about it, but I have faith because I read the word and I know that God has done such amazing things in other people's lives and other character, other Bible people's lives or my friends' lives or my family's lives. It's all connected and it's incredible. And I'm getting so excited even thinking about it. So this is the perfect uh, discipline to end on. And who would have thought this is a discipline? celebration celebration is a discipline and you know for and i'm going to speak for myself i used to like literally before i became a christian again i'm like i don't want to be a christian they're boring they're weird i don't know i don't like it but like literally our dis our 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 who we are is celebration who we are is 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 being happy and and being joyful it's literally god created us to celebrate Jesus's first miracle was at a wedding where he turned water into wine. How lit is that? <laughs> My Jesus did that. You know, can you, P.S., can you imagine Jesus at a party? Like, what would that even be like? You know what I mean? Like, does Jesus dance? Like, is Jesus, like, is he telling jokes? Like, I don't know. I just always think about that. That's a side note. But I, I, I truly can't believe it is a discipline. And celebration is being joyful about God, being happy, dancing. David was a, was an amazing person in the Bible. And I just read his story, like Google David, like just amazing, amazing, amazing man of God. And they said that he was worshiping God worship, another discipline. He was worshiping and dancing so hard that his clothes fell off. Like his clothes came off of him because he was like getting it in so hard. And honestly, like there's been times in church where I've been like worshiping and dancing and like having such a good time that I was like, oh, I left my shoe. Where are my shoes? Where's my hoodie? Where's my hat? I don't even know where my purse is. You know, that is celebration. That's celebration. That is being joyful in the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms, uh, one, Psalms 100, make a joyful, make a joyful noise. Get loud about God. Have a good time. Be happy. It's not, you know, Christianity is not just this stoic, boring thing. Like, it, like God has a sense of humor. He made us, right? <laughs> he has a sense of humor, so why not? Like, we have something to be happy about. You're here. You could be dead. That's enough to be happy about. And when you practice gratitude, when you worship, when you pray, often when you fast, you know, after I come off, off of fasting, I, you know, maybe like not the first day, but maybe like the second or third day, I have a celebration meal. I eat my favorite meal because I'm, I'm thankful. Be, fasting makes me thankful for food. You know, I'm happy that God is guiding me. 
I'm happy that I have a brother or sister in Christ that will pray for me and that wants me to heal and wants me to be better. We have so much to be thankful for. These disciplines are, are, are something to be thankful for enough, something to celebrate enough, you know? And, and, and in my study, you know, I've noticed that without celebrating, especially after without celebrating yourself, after doing all of these things, it keeps us from legalism. This is Richard J. Foster's words. It keeps us from legalism and legalism is excessive adherence to law or formula. So these disciplines are law, essentially. They're a formula, but we don't, there's balance. And, and, and it becomes legalism when it's excessive, when you're doing the most. We can't, it has to be balanced. You can't celebrate seven days a week. I mean, you can, you know, thank God and celebrate, but you can't have, you know, like I can't have my favorite after fasting meal every day. Like it's just, I would get sick. You know what I mean? You can't fast every day for the rest of your life because you need nutrients. You need sustenance. You know what I mean? You can pray every day. You can receive guidance by reading your Bible every day. There's certain, but there's balance. You know, and that's what I've realized in, in, in the spiritual disciplines and like disciplines of, 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 of working out, of yoga, of, of physical fitness, of school, of career. There's balance in everything. And I believe God wants us to be balanced. But that's why he's given us things like, like our spiritual discipline. That's why he's given us things like the Bible to guide us and to help us. And God is such a good God. And we are so blessed. And I'm so glad that y'all have been here with me to talk about all of these all of these things. And I want to encourage you, if this is something that is encouraging you, something that is interesting you, I definitely want you to pick up the book or read the book or Google Celebration of Discipline by Richard J. Foster, also not sponsored, but I, you know, it's such an amazing book and it really has opened my eyes and really educated me a lot about a lot of these disciplines. And I, I'm so thankful and grateful that we were able to talk about this like I said in episode 14 this is kind of a different structure I'm kind of doing more of a teaching so you know I'm a little bit I'm a little bit rusty I'm you know I'm 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 using a different muscle in these couple of episodes I want to thank y'all for your patience and thank y'all for growing with me and I want to hear your feedback what is one of your favorite disciplines what is your least favorite discipline what is a discipline that you have down packed and what is a discipline that you know you could use some more encouragement with hit me up in my in my dms you know you can hit me up at at um audacious adri show on ig and um, audacious Adri on Twitter. And you can also email me at askaudaciousadri at gmail.com. I would love to encourage you or pray for you or offer you some resources so that we can all do this together. If y'all have any feedback for me or any, you know, any ways to encourage me or, 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 you know, you have resources, I'm definitely open to that because we're here to grow. We're here to get better. We're here to learn and we're here, here to build the body of Christ. We're here to be to be together as a family. So I love it and I love you all. I promise y'all, I was like, I'm only going to talk for like 10 minutes. We're going to make this a 30 minute episode. I'll go quick, quick, quick. I was still going quick. I was going so fast and still we're at what, like an hour? Goodness gracious. I'm going to be sure. I love y'all so much. Thank you so much. Hit me up on social media. I love you all so much. I hope y'all have an amazing week and we'll chat later. Thank you so much for listening.